serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave dave stevens i'm tony pervenanzi uh david sterling is feeling under the weather uh, because he potentially, you know, was up a little late last night and he was out with neighbors yesterday. It's a Florida thing. You know, it's just, it's Florida. It, it tends know. to happen well, a little say. more often here than in yeah. here in Minnesota, of course. But, yeah, you know, we're yeah. enjoying warm weather back up here now, too, as well. Mm-hmm. So we can certainly partake in those activities as well. But, uh, yeah, he, oh. you know, it might be, you know, he wants to blame it on something he ate. And that could very well be, but... Uh, We'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Uh, sorry, the rest of the crew can't be, but we'll uh, we'll take this one tonight. Yeah. So we didn't do, well, I didn't do much this weekend. Dave, I know I saw you yesterday uh, for a couple hours up, yeah. at, uh, up at Sunshine Depot in uh, historic Elk River, uh, where we didn't win anything on pull. T- well, we won $200. Yes, we did we win did. $200. We, so, so that was that good. was it, w- it was the second to last poll I made it yeah. and uh, yeah. literally the second to last poll tab that we had on the table after going in for I think our first twenty yielded nothing we all mm-hmm. went in for another twenty and so mm-hmm. we were getting right down to it unfortunately that was just enough to get us just over even so That's right. I can't complain even Steven now but usually yeah, no. it's my usually it's my mother in law who calls for the second twenty dollar bill to go in mm-hmm. this time it was Jamie who called for it which I was a little shocked. But uh, good thing she did because uh, we did it. It was um, there. There will be no. Uh, there'll be no lunch next weekend, Dave, because yes. all the ladies in my life are going down to Illinois to see my uh, sister-in-law Kayla, uh, who everybody knows this passed away last year. Um, her friend Ellie is having all everybody down to her house out uh, in near Quincy, Illinois. And she's got a five-bedroom, four-bathroom house out in the country with a huge backyard, a big pool. So everybody's going down there, and I got some of her families coming in. It's going to be like a big party. I can't go because I have to be the pet sitter this weekend. So I have to watch the Draco and the rabbit and the guinea pig. Yeah. So we will not be having lunch next Saturday, although we will be going to the Loons versus LAFC on Saturday night. Dave and I will be there. Uh, hopefully Connor's there as well. We can see Connor for a change, and uh, yeah, it should be good. That so, would be fun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no. Otherwise, I don't know if you can tell. I um, yeah, but yeah, that was fun catching up with you at Sunshine Depot yesterday, and then uh, just want to throw out. I actually got down to uh, my parents' house this morning and uh, had a pancake kind of breakfast, and then ended up in the oh. afternoon going golfing with my dad in uh, Lakeville. So that was fun first round of the year with him and uh i don't know if you can tell i still got my I had to rush back gotcha. to make it still got my <laughs> golf shirt on and there you go my loons hat that i was representing yeah. on the course but it was it was fun to get Represent. out on the afternoon with my dad so that was a yeah. way to wrap up which uh course you go to in lakeville went to uh not far from your old your parents old house uh oh, um, yeah. uh, uh names escaping now what crystal lake right. of course crystal lake golf yep i know that one yep yeah, and I had golfed yeah. that before, but boy, I, I when I was out on the course, and um, I knew I'd golfed it before at least a couple, two, three times, but I quickly realized, oh, it had been at least fifteen years, probably. Since <laughs> I golfed it. It's a, it's a great course. It's, it's, yeah. it's a fairly nice looking course, well maintained. Mm-hmm. It's not terribly mm-hmm. difficult, but there's enough mm-hmm. water and trees to make it interesting. So yeah, great course. It was fun to get down there. Yeah. So you golf a little bit today. I didn't do shit today. I dropped my daughter off at work and picked her up from work and all that stuff. Mowed the lawn for the first time in like three weeks. Mm. Um, did not did not get a nail in my tires. I was so concerned I was gonna get a nail in my tires. I yes. did not get a nail in my tires. From so all I, the siding work. Yeah. I, oh I yeah, the been... siding work. Yeah, I was uh I was really concerned about that. So um I... I don't, did I mention, I don't know if I mentioned on the pod, but like, I think I was at least telling you that they are, are my townhouse development has been going through and re, re you know, replacing the roofing on shingles on all the, all the uh, units. And uh, that's a heck of a job. And I've picked up nails in my driveway sidewalk uh, out on the streets. So I've been nervous so yeah. far, so good, but. Yeah. They're supposed to have, they have these magnetic rollers they go around with. Mm-hmm. 
but it seems like they don't do a very good job with the magnetic rollers. Like they go do yeah. a very quick job with it. Wow. And like just go doot, doot, doot. it's like you gotta go like it, slow, dudes. It, exactly. To be effective. And the, here's the thing, like, cause I have seen, you know, I'm not usually home during the day, but I, they work from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I see them cleaning up. They're, they definitely clean up the crew that's got a huge crew up here. But here's the problem. Even if they're using, a, you know, magnetic equipment like that to pick up nails, if they don't, they might get 98 out of 100. But if they, yeah. you know, it only takes one. So that's the problem. Exactly right. Um, so before we move on to, to beers tonight, I want to mention, of course, uh, Grand Holler does our intro music. Once again, thank you to them for letting us do it. And uh, my cousin's uh, husband, Andy. And I want to mention that they have kind of a big deal coming up t- uh, Tuesday night. Now, this coming up Tuesday. So when I get this podcast out tomorrow, which will be Monday, uh, they'll be playing music on Tuesday. So I don't know if we have any listeners up in that area. I, I have no idea. I think maybe my aunt listens to it and she would she would probably be going to this. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, they're playing at Alcott Park in Virginia. Historic Alcott Park. Uh, music in the Park series. Grand Holler will be there tomorrow or Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. So they'll be playing outdoors, which they're very excited about. Uh, if anybody wants to go take a look at Alcott Park in Virginia, it's a very historic park. Uh, lots of uh, stuff that used to go on there. Uh, fount- they had a big fountain out there. They had all kinds of stuff. It's where they have Land of the Loon Festival. Um, it is a great, great area uh, to go hang out in. So, uh, and they also have a beer fest up there every year. I've been meaning to go up there for their beer fest um, and, and hang out, but never happened yet. Well, maybe next year sometime, but yeah, great place out there. So uh, Grand Hall will be playing out there on Tuesday night from six to eight. If you're in the area, stop on by. I think I'm pretty sure it's free. So uh, stop on by and uh, check it out. Awesome. All right. Uh, We, of course, are drinking. It's Sunday night. It's time to party. Um, I, uh, I'll go first because I found Dave here over yesterday and I mentioned, I saw this crowler in my, in Mm -hmm. my fridge outside. I'm like, is this yours? And he's Dave's like, no, it's not mine. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? It must have gotten hit by my wife must have like pushed it in the back when she put her beers in there because I didn't know it was in there. And I must have picked it up at Omni when you and I were there weeks ago. It, yeah, it's um, weeks, maybe over a month ago. I think we both picked up a couple crawlers and we featured, I think we featured, we both featured a crawler from Omni on, on one of the pot a few weeks ago. It was, it was from, it's, yeah. No, it's, it's it wasn't there be, a date, like a June date? Date of, June June 22nd so it's a couple weeks ago hmm. um so we were probably up there for something maybe we did like a we went we went there after we had lunch or something like that um oh yeah. that could have been yeah 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 so I have the Kolsch fest which is their Kolsch of course 4.6 percent and the cool thing is now Omni I think they're still doing this you can go and order uh, get the Kolsch service there. And I think they only do it at the bar, though. So you'll get a Kolsch glass, and then they'll refill your Kolsch. So I think you pay, like, a certain amount of money for the Kolsch glass, and then they come and refill it whenever it's empty. You kind of just, I think you put something on top of it, and they come refill it, and they tab you up at the end of the night. So you don't have to ask for another beer. They just keep giving you Kolsch's until you're done. Hmm. So I think I, I think the deal is if you, if it's empty, they'll refill it. But then, if you put like a top on it, it means you're you're done. So interesting. Yeah, they have. So look it up. I think they're still doing it. And there's more places around or breweries around the metro who are doing that kind of cold service. And I, I guess wonder where that comes from. I I, I I guess I never knew that was a thing, and I didn't realize multiple breweries were doing that. It's interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it comes from well, covers comes from Germany, but yeah, it's a. Coal service from Germany. Some secret in beer gardens. Uh, every Wednesday and Thursday, 5 p.m. during the summer, Holy Grail at in does its outdoor beer garden. In well, this isn't it, but the cold service is a way you experience the Kolsch beer in the city in which it was brewed in Cologne, Germany. There in Cologne, restaurants serve Kolsch in a 0.2 liter, seven ounce glass called Stangs. Kobe's servers come around to the 
tables and place a full glass of Kolsch next to a glass that is nearing empty so that the beer's drinker never has to wait for a fresh ale. Hmm. Yeah. This guarantees the beer never warms up too much and is always fresh from the tap. So, yeah. Each time a strange a stang is replaced, a tally mark is written on the drinker's coaster. Finish drinking, place the coaster on top. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So yeah, Omni's, I think Omni's doing this at their bar area, their bigger bar they've got there. And there's other places that are doing it like once a month around the metro. So yeah, it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, for sure. So yes, I have the Kolsch Fest. It's a Kolsch. It's good. Nothing more to say about it. It's from Omni. Um, it's refreshing. It's cold. It's good. That's about it. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I've got I've got a short but sweet one as well, and it's not a new brewery for me, but it's the first time I featured this brewery on the podcast. That's for sure. And so I'm guessing Connor probably featured uh, Bald Man Brewing on the pod before. Yeah. One of you guys had. Uh, sure. I certainly have not had it on the podcast. I've been to Bald Man Brewing before, um, but I was down obviously, like I mentioned, in Apple Valley Lakefield today. So I always kind of like the chance to jump into kind of a liquor store down there knowing that we we're going to do the pod tonight so because obviously i don't see bald man much up here in my area in plymouth so uh I, yeah i picked up a, a four pack of bald man brewing there it's called their hot summer nights to blonde ale and i'm telling you what <laughs> i wish i bought a couple of these four packs because this is delicious i mean it's completely refreshing and you know it goes by the name hot summer nights and well it's just perfect because it's super super easy drinking you know a blondale it's not hoppy obviously but that raspberry and lemon notes just put it over the top it is delicious it's refreshing it's only 4.4 abv so it is like i said easy drinking both Literally, and with the alcohol alcohol content, goes down so smooth, so easy, just completely refreshing. I love it. I just, it's one of my favorites now that I've had, at least favorites, say, th this year of beers that I've tried, new beers that I've tried. This is right up there. It's just absolutely delicious. So, yeah. If you're down in that area, maybe you're going down because, of course, Bald Man. Tony, have you been there or not? Um, is that in, where is that, Lakeville? Or no, it's uh, it's it's in Egan, right off of uh, 13 and Highway 77. So I was gonna say, if somebody's listening and they want an excuse to go down there, they do have the that the out the out there's outlet malls right across the street now. Yep. So, so but yeah, it, it's great. I've been in there before to play a little bingo, and they had uh, meat raffle going on on Sunday. Is actually a good day to go in there. Not that I went in there today, but if you ever mm -hmm. have a chance to get there on a Sunday, it's a great day with bingo, meat raffle, might even have some other stuff going on there. But it's a cool brewery. No, I haven't been in there yet, and one of these days I will. Uh, but yeah, great bald man brewing company down in Eden. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because now that I realize that I've been in there before, there is a chance that I'm completely forgetting that I may have picked up a crawler from there before to feature on the show. But uh, you might have. But we don't know. We'll forgive that. No. We do so many breweries and beers. Yeah. So yeah, Connor's not around to tell us like yes or no. So mm -hmm. you don't know. Um. Yeah. Great beers for the day. Uh, and we're gonna need those beers because we got a mm -hmm. game to talk about. And uh, <laughs> I, I saw, and, and maybe maybe we should just skip it and not talk about it at all. Now, of course, we will. But it's funny. I saw a post from Minnesota United. I think they posted last night, sometime after the game. There's like recap. Moving on to Houston. Nothing to talk mm -hmm. about here. Yeah. So in yeah. so many words, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a game. It was a game. Uh, it was a you the... know. At... Sorry, Tony. Go ahead. Well, all the no, goodwill just... we had from the last game was completely thrown out the window in this game. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah, we're high flying going into this one. We talked about it last week in the pod. Uh, you know, he, you know, Austin has been doing better lately. I think they had a couple of three nil victories over the Texas teams, Houston and Dallas, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I think they're coming off a draw, but not, you know, they, they, they had kind of struggled to start the year. And like I said, maybe they're doing a little better now, but still, why not be optimistic? You know, what we saw last week was against Portland. You know, everybody's excited this week because of the Pookie party. Pookie's in town. Yeah, Pookie's in town. There was a lot now, of reasons to be optimistic. And unfortunately, things did not go well at the end. There was. Now, speaking of Pookie, we saw that he was in town this week, uh, that he got in town this week. We were notified. It was late because his... 
he it was i think the last thing you know his visa was fine but it was uh with the english you know english fa the he needed to get his like itc international transfer certificate taken care of and as of friday morning it had not been cleared but we came to find out later in friday afternoon early afternoon mm -hmm. that that was all through he had been with a team i think tony you and i had mm -hmm. talked about it maybe his biggest struggle heading into this one was, was jet lag and the fact that he hadn't mm -hmm. played much uh, albeit maybe an international game a couple weeks ago so he's well jet lag not not played a lot my thought that we talked about earlier in the week uh with us is i thought he would not even see the bench this week mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. i figured with the jet lag with all the stuff going on not training with the team you know why push it right. but we go into this game dave and oh look who's on the bench pookie's on the bench Yes. And not only Pookie's on the bench, but Tajiri Shroudy uh, is on the bench. A guy, another guy we just picked up who hasn't played for a while is on no, the I bench. No, I suppose not. Because wasn't didn't he and, come uh, over from the uh, Cypress League? Yeah, he did. Oh. But he's been but he's been training with the team for the past, I think, like week or two. Okay. Um. So he's on the bench, and I understood his being on the bench because. We needed somebody for our, our forward midfields or whatever. Then I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm guessing Pookie, that makes sense because we don't have Sang Bin. Sang Bin is no. injured. No, no. So we have yeah. no other strikers. Yeah. If Franco, Franco, Franco Pane on the you know left wing, he's still dealing with a, an apparent hamstring injury. He was ruled out early, like Sam Sang Bin was. So yeah, you're, you're thin. And so, hey, I mean, at the very least, have these guys on the bench. But I know I told you, I, I would be shocked if Pookie ended up playing more than, say, 10 or 15 minutes. And, of course, he did. So I, I was a little surprised. Maybe that was out of necessity. But, but yeah, I mean, well, it, it's still regardless of the results of this game we'll get to. But at, at least it's exciting, especially, you know, the buildup. You know, we've heard about him now. Rumors turned into the actual official signing, but it's been a few weeks now. And so it, it was it was exciting to see him available on the bench last night. That, that was kind of cool. Well, let's talk. But about I was going to I was going to say I was going to bring up as we as we get into this game. against Austin that it, it, I I didn't realize this. Uh, um, I, I guess it makes perfect sense. But it was, of course, another return to Allianz from for uh, Ethan Finley. This one was kind of special that it was his, uh, I think, 300th game in the MLS. Yes, so that's yes. really cool. It what was. a career. 12 years. Wow. 12 years. Yes. Ethan Finley. Uh, Minnesota's own Ethan Finley. David's not here to say anything, so I can say it's Minnesota's <laughs> own. So whatever. Um, but let's talk about the other guys we're missing, too. Of course, yeah. uh, uh, Boxy was out because of accumulation. Yeah. Iway, who we just brought out from the deuce. He got injured, so he, he was injured. Yeah, he was injured uh, in the at the late stages because he came in late against was it Portland, um, yeah. and apparently got injured. That's what he said during yeah. the week that he got injured in that game. I I, I hope it's not serious, but uh, yeah, so he's out. And so our back line, it was kind of nice, the return of Debassi mm -hmm. to the starting lineup to feed in there for Boxy. Which was fantastic. It's and interesting, we'll talk about yeah, because a little I, bit, yeah, because I there was on Friday his comments were kind of interesting. Obviously, there he's always like this. He's not going to show his show his hand, but mm -hmm. you know that question came up by the reporter. Say, hey, you know, mm -hmm. is Debassi ready? Is he going to go? You know, and and his answer was yes, he's ready, but he still kind of left it up in the air whether he would get the start. You know, I think because Tapius and Debassi, I hope I'm not wrong. I think they both favor their left foot. So is that mm -hmm. the best? you know, center back pairing that they could come up with. Um, that was a question that was brought up. I can't answer that, but um, you know, cause otherwise you could have maybe it, it wouldn't have been surprising to me at least to see Coleman slot in there yeah. know, alongside Tapias, but uh, that was not the case. But I think that Heath wants this. I mean, this was a perfect reason for Heath to put him in there to see how he could do with Tapias see how he kind of fits into that center back position if he fits in the center back position because Debassi can also play on the outside too. Yeah, like he played left so, wing, yeah, for sure. Left, or I'm sorry, yeah. left back. Yeah. Left back. Up. So there's there's you know there's obviously some rotational issues that could come I, into play. Yeah. I I mean I think Tony you you hit it on the head. I think it let's say Boxel did not pick up that yellow card <laughs> that's silly yellow card 
against the mm. yellow crazy referee last week. But if he yep. didn't pick up that card and Boxel was available, certainly I think we would have seen Tapias and Boxel in the center back pairing, of course. And then I, if Dubossi was ready to go, I think he would have been out left. You mm-hmm. know? So it's a shame yeah. that happened, but it is what it is. And, and luckily, Yosef uh, J- Rosales is back. Yes, because we were missing missing saying Ben, so Rosales could tap in up there in one of the uh, the yeah. wing positions. Really, we were talking nice. about it before the game. You and I, obviously, on Saturday afternoon, and it, it was kind of the mo- it was pretty logical. Like, it, yeah, you could they could have done some other things, but mm-hmm. really, I mean, Dunbar was available, but uh, yeah, I think we both agreed that jo- we weren't surprised to see Joseph Rosales come back mm-hmm. and start on the left left wing. So, I mean, yeah. and. Of course, Reynoso back. Um, DSC still up in with Canada. I don't know if you saw due to, I always forget his name, but Canada's favored uh, first choice in striker was injured. So Dane St. Clair actually got a start in the last group match for uh, Canada, which Canada won, I think is four to two. And as we record, I'm going to have to check the scores we record. I, I don't know if he's back from injury or not, but Dane St. Clair might be starting against the USA here tonight in the gold cup, I think quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, it's going on crazy. right, right as we speak. So maybe I can pull up a score as we talk yeah. here. And of yeah. course, uh, taxi is still with Jamaica as Jamaica. I think taxi is mm-hmm. from Jamaica, right? So he's still with Jamaica. So he's out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's why we didn't see him in there. So this game, Dave, let's get into this. Sure. In the beginning of this game, I thought our attack looked great. Oh, yes. I thought we had numerous chances that we could not get. And we have talked about this time and time again. We get to that 95%, 95% done with it. And that last 5% of putting the ball in the net, we cannot do. Like, no, it just doesn't happen. No. And, and it, you're right. You're right. Because the this game started out, I mean, maybe maybe it took a five minutes to warm up. But yeah. by the 10th minute, it clearly like it, it was obvious to me that Minnesota, at least through and we can go further, we can go through the first 25, 30 minutes of this match. Minnesota was clearly the better team. And mm-hmm. and they had the most, um, I guess, attacking chances, if you want to call it that. Uh, it, to me, Austin didn't look dangerous at all. They had no threat to me. It just so it really felt comfortable. And I think, unfortunately, that's the way the season has gone. Tony, you said it. The one that kills me, and it kills a lot of fans out there, I'm sure, is it was early on, and and it was Mender Garcia just mm-hmm. missed. Uh, almost you'd almost call it a tap in, but Bongi hadn't made a nice run. Now, granted, Mender was just an inch away from being maybe mm-hmm. called offsides, but just Bongi coming up the right side had a, just a beautiful ball in to Mender Garcia. And at this point, all he had to do it was all Mender had to do. It was tap it into the far post and just missed a shot. And I think that's at that time, knowing Pookie's on the bench, I knew he wasn't going to come in early, but it's just frustrating because, and that, that was the most glaring opportunity. And then to, as long as we're talking about Mender, Mender did have another chance. And mm-hmm. it took a great save uh, from mm-hmm. Austin goalkeeper to, to stop it. But Just, never, never mind the great save, but there was a couple opportunities like that. Should have done better with. We've been saying it all year long. It's it's frustrating. Just, but yeah, the first half hour of this game. And I at that point, yeah, it's frustrating. They haven't, you know, I thought they should have been up 2-0 in the first half hour. They mm-hmm. weren't, and that's frustrating. But going forward, I was not hitting the panic button. I really wasn't. And mm-hmm. I, I, we well, joked, I think, on our thread, you know, it, this might be uh, – a nil nil game or maybe mm-hmm. maybe pookie was gonna tap in the game winner in the 90 90th minute or something like that for one nil but no oh. i i think the biggest thing i saw I mean, yes mender tapping in just tap it in give it a little tap it tap tap it tap. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all i had to do but the other one too was sasani dotson that header mm. hit the pulse should have gone in i mean he had a clear clear way to get to it he he just moved it to the right a little bit and then hits the post he had a goal there um it was again we it's it's like totally like a broken record can't finish can't finish can't finish can't finish Uh, and sometimes at some point you have to start wondering if these guys are kind of getting the yips a little bit because they can't finish you know we and i'm sure yeah sorry sorry tony 
step on you, but yeah, I, I'm just, I just, it's funny you said that. I'm, I'm just watching some of the replays right now as we talk. And yeah, that, that uh, Dotson post was exactly at the 30th minute. So at that time, the shots at that point, 30 minutes into this match were six to one in favor of Minnesota. And of course they weren't all on target. I don't, maybe there was one on target at that point for Minnesota, but um, maybe a couple more, I should say, but it's, yeah, it's, it, 30 minutes in, things are going well. I mean, you're talking about game of inches, and you know they're knocking him in during training, you know, and that's why I think you're right. I think you're maybe it is the yips because the, these guys are professionals. They, they're fully capable of scoring chances like that, and you're just talking about inches. And, well, but it, it's got to yeah. add to – it certainly adds to our frustration, but it adds – it must be on their minds as well. Just, it's just, not so frustrating. Now, in the 35th minute, this is where Austin finally gets a score – and mm-hmm. Fagundes Complete. just blows past the back line. Nobody's marking the guy. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe he was so fucking I, open. Like DJ Taylor. It's a DJ Taylor yeah. that he's basically jogging from the moment that he blew by him to the moment the goal yeah. was scored. It's just, and that's, but that's the problem. That goal was completely against the run of play. I just got done saying that I wasn't worried at all about da- uh, Austin's mm-hmm. attack. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But here you go. It just takes one lapse, mm-hmm. one moment of a player in this case, I'm not going to put it all on Taylor, but I mean, yeah, the, the back line just got lazy, got slow and just allowed way too much space for, and for him to run in there. It's just, it's just, it's just I, nasty. Can I put this out there? How much of that maybe was Debassi making his first game back in a long time, Boxy not being back there. Boxy is kind of the, the general of that back line. Mm-hmm. And how much of that was Debassi and Taylor not on the same page or Tapias? I mean, you know, that's what I'm, thinking in that situation but the fact that he got past them that quickly and nobody was there is just like it's 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 an it's an error that you just you look at and you go holy shit you know how does that happen yeah yes it's it's against the run of play and mm -hmm. you know and then i remember you know my thought though was you know i'm not gonna i'm not i'm still not hitting the panic button because of just to that was minnesota's playing minnesota's a better team at least up until that point and you yeah, have to believe at some concern. you have to believe at some point we're gonna get a goal, right? Yeah, I but that's what I was thinking. Yep. Here is where everything goes downhill. And this was the turning point of this game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. the penalty by Debassi in the mm-hmm. box. Now, if you watched it at full speed, you would think that's a penalty. Yep. When exactly. they did the replays, numerous replays from the angle showed. Debassi got his foot on the ball before uh, whoever it was, I don't remember who it was, tripped over Debassi. So Debassi actually made a great save on that mm-hmm. on that goal, on that uh, play. Now, they did, I think they went to VAR. Pretty sure they did. There, but, was, there, was, there was some delay, certainly after. There was some delay. After the penalty um, kick was awarded, there was delay, but yeah. the, the referee did not go to the video. So I don't. It's interesting and how that works. This is my question then. If it is if it is that controversial, you're talking about a penalty kick in the box. You're talking about penalty yeah. in the box. My feeling is if unless it's really like flagrant, there should be VAR and the ref should go over to the sidelines and view it from the sidelines. 100%. Okay? This is his This is game. what you have it for. This is his like, game, I, right? It, it, I I'm I'm assuming like like we're saying, there was delay. I'm I, what I'm assuming, and I haven't seen um, my fault. I haven't seen reports on what actually happened, but I'm guessing the VAR uh, official buzzed down and told the head referee, "Hey, that's that's penalty. You were right. You know, you were right. It's a penalty." I wonder if it was a situation where VAR came down and said, "No, you better take a look at that one." I don't know if I would have awarded that penalty. But maybe since the referee awarded the penalty, VAR looked at it and said, you know what, it, there's not enough to overturn it. But yeah, Tony, you look look at the replays. He I don't I don't think anybody, even Austin, would argue that I mean he he got ball first. Now I don't, now, Dave, I don't you know David might David have did mention other... on, on Twitter today on Blake's post that he said it was a foul. Not mm-hmm. argue that. It's pretty. It's pretty close, and and I believe Debassi got ball before he even tripped the guy, and that is not a foul to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The fact that Debassi left his feet probably made it more 
foul like than it should have been, but I still yeah, the, don't. Yeah, it's it's it looks bad. It looks real bad in real time. He looks late. I mean, he looks nowhere yeah. near the ball, and it took yes. those slow mo replays before you even yeah. before even. Oh, he might have got ball there. That, but yeah, it just looks terrible. It does look like a. It clearly looks like a foul when you watch this in real time. Even you know when you you have to get into those close up replays before you even start to think that maybe he got ball because it looks late. It looks dangerous. Boy, but I don't know that. This is 2023. We have replays. We have slow motion replays to do that. We have slow motion replays, and we also have the ability in situations like this that could mean a penalty kick in the penalty kick in the box. What do you want to call it? That the ref can go to the sidelines and take a look, a second, third, fourth look at what he called and say, oh, shit, I fucked up. I'm going to call it differently. You know, mm-hmm. that is what VAR is for. This is what we're, we're this is what it's for. And we've seen this before. We've seen other games where this has come down to VAR and, and, and they haven't gotten it right. But mm-hmm. good Lord, I, I just at least go look at the damn thing. Um, And like I said, this was a turning point because they do get the penalty. Of course, Drusy scores on the kick. Uh, How could you not? You don't want to give him a chance like that on the spot. And they're, and now they're up two nil and, and that's just, that's it. Right. And I'll say it, you know, two nil is always the worst, you know, lead in, in soccer and hockey and, you know, whatever, but soccer and hockey. Yeah. The way we were playing, I I, I think this kind of like just shut everybody on our offense down. I think everybody was just like, oh, shit, you know, this is game over now. Because after this, when we got to the half and we got into the second half, I did not see the same no aggression nope. from the loons that nope. we did in the first half. Yep. And and honestly, I agree with you. It, it was a turning point in the game in general, you know, going, you know, deflating to to see that penalty awarded you're down two nil it's a tough mountain to climb even if mm-hmm. you're you're playing better but it was you know it, it really it, it that was the nail because yeah things seeing austin get the first goal against the run was was frustrating but not the not not a breaking point i think it was that second goal before halftime you know good luck you know it's just unlikely certainly i wasn't giving up i didn't turn turn the broadcast off but yeah it's just not not you good did. not good you did talk about shutting off your subscription to MLS. oh boy <laughs> what did i say no i said yeah that's <laughs> funny i'll bring it up and uh i don't know why i rescinded on my comment but i think i said the way that i think it was must have been in the first 15 20 minutes of this game i said if austin scores first i'm canceling my mls season pass subscription mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. oh, I, here's here's why I didn't resend it uh, because I already paid for it. I paid for no, the full no. year, so no. even if I canceled it, even if I canceled yeah. it, I still have access because I paid. I for get the you. Upfront, I get so. you. Well, but it was uh, so. Well, of course, I said that, and then what was it? Five minutes later, they scored. Yeah. Austin scored. Yeah, the first goal. They did. God, we'll give it to you, Dave. We'll give it to you. Uh, but <laughs> we come out of that in the second half. And the 51st minute, Drusy gets another goal. Mm. Um, at this point, it's 3-0. So now you're going, what are the loons going to do? Now, remember, uh, Heath is not on the sidelines for this game. He's up in the box right. because he's got his uh, yellow card and he's he's up there screaming and whatever. So this is when we get the big subs come in. Now, Tajiri Shroudy, Shroudy comes in for Rosales. We get Paddleford comes in for Valentin, and then we get Pookie, the Pookie party at the fifty-six mm. minute, which is a lot earlier than I think we thought it would be. It but... was me for, for sure. I did not expect to see him that early, no. Mm. But I mean, I mean, it's three nil. Right. Why not give him some time, right? I didn't want to see him in this circumstance. Of course, when I was telling you, hey, I, I would be shocked if we see him for more than 15 minutes, if at all. You were on the same page with that, I think, Tony. And I was kind of hoping it would be two or three, you know, advantage for Minnesota in the last, say, 15 minutes of the game. That's when you bring them in, just get some minutes. But yeah, I think, I think at this point it's three nil. It's, it, it, it just reeks of desperation. I guess, what do you have to lose though now, you know, bringing in Paddleford and, and, and Coleman 
I clearly he wanted to make some changes. I forgive me for not knowing the coach who was in charge technically, but uh, he might have done the same thing at that point. I don't know, but probably. Yeah, it's three nil. You need to make some changes again. It was just, I mean, credit Drusy, but he he's dangerous. He always is going to be. But yeah, it just looked like more mm, just laziness, just slow mm-hmm. to react. How do you give a guy like Drusy that much space? Ever, anywhere, but in the I don't, inside the box like that. Come on. At this at this point, I didn't give a shit. At this point, I was like, after that third goal, I was like, I don't care. I, I, this is is it's becoming just a goat rodeo out there. Yeah, and no, um, really. bringing those so, three guys in, they, they had to do it. Maybe they were just throwing a bone for the fans, you know, bringing Shradi yeah. and and Puki, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. hey, let's see the new guys, give them a chance, three nil to lose. And Minnesota, Minnesota's own Paddleford. Yes, you know, yep. Paddleford's from Minnesota. We'll so get there you to go. him later. We'll get with it yeah. if there's. I think he he was obviously involved in really the. Uh, if he if you don't count near misses as highlights, then he was mm-hmm. responsible for the sole highlight of this match. So. Much later in the game. Uh, a couple minutes later, uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, former guest uh, Casey Godwin. Mm. We saw her on the pitch for the uh, injury uh, to uh, Bongi, I believe. Um, Bongi and I think uh, Fagundes got tied up a little bit. Oh, yes. And they're both out there. And we saw Casey come out and uh, had to do something with Bongi. I was like, oh, I know her. There she is right there. We talked to her before. So, uh, if K- Casey, if you're still listening, good job. Getting Bongi back up. Appreciate it. I'm it sure it was not have to leave the match. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't enjoy this game uh a lot because of what was happening nobody on the did. pitch. Nobody but did. Uh, nobody did. So there you go. Um we had a couple more now in the 60th minute, uh Puku Puku Puki. Puku. I was gonna say Puku. Puki. Puki got it. Puki got a chance. He had a right he footed did. shot from the the box, saved the right corner. Uh so he had a chance there. And yeah. I, I will say this, uh, Puki is a little bit different than our, uh, strikers we've had before. I think he's got a little bit of a way he does things and it works. Um, yeah. it, it looks, it looks, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say weird. I, it looks different and obviously it works for him, but it's like slow motion. He's very particular in what he does. And it works, right? I, I, he gets where he, he needs to go, and he does. It does, yeah. And if we're going to talk about it, generally speaking, Tony, I'm glad you brought that up because generally speaking, we saw 40 minutes basically of Pookie, more, not quite, but close to 40 minutes of Pookie, much more than we both thought we would. But, I mean, I'd say in the you know, first appearance, after being here for all of three days, two, two and a half days, uh, results promising. You know, we didn't light up the light it up or anything, but like you mentioned, his, his chances – they were good. He seemed like his positioning was good. We brought it up, I think, last week uh, when we kind of looked into his numbers for primarily the you know the, the last calendar year. He he is. I think he's very technical inside the box. Um, his passing and assists numbers are were above average, and he's just a lot more technical. I think he's going to be much more of a threat inside you know the box inside the eighteen than any striker we've had. And basically we talked about this last week, so I won't go into it, but you know, I think even Heath mentioned the name, we, you know, Christian Ramirez. So is he our, one of our most technical, maybe not the most athletic, but is he going to be the one, one a little more technical? We just need someone with confidence to finish these chances that we haven't been ma- finishing. And so I'm from what I saw last night, first appearance, I'm, I'm going to remain optimistic. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, we know how David feels about this acquisition, but I think we saw enough to say, hey, this could work. This could definitely work, especially when he gets a full week of training. Potentially. And he has to get on board with everybody else, too. I mean, even mm-hmm. he did have, I think he had two shots on goal during mm-hmm. this this last 40 minutes, which is yeah, amazing for a guy who hasn't played for a while and coming on a new team. So we'll see. I What I saw from the team after the third goal was just a lot of attempts that they're just trying, they're just basically trying anything. Uh, I think Reynoso tried to left a couple of shots from outside mm-hmm. that flew, you know, wide or too high or whatever. Um, I think that there was just a lot of, uh, Shradi was tried a couple of shots 
um, from out, from really far out. I mean, not well, probably near the edge of the box. Try some shots there that normally you wouldn't do, but I think they were just trying to like score anything you find. And that's what you do when you're down by three. You know, you start try to score anywhere you yeah. can. Um, yeah. We did get to let's let's go to the actual one goal we got, yeah. which is Paddleford uh, yes. getting his first first his first MLS goal, isn't it? I believe it is. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Palford's first MLS goal comes off a corner kick and the corner was taken by, uh, by Shreddy. Yeah. Shreddy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So interesting and, uh, combination there. So, yep. Yep. And, uh, he gets, he just, the ball gets into him. He gets a head on it and it goes in and he's excited. And I think the whole crowd is excited. The Minnesota boy. You yeah. Know, we, yeah, it, it was it was very exciting. I mean, to, mm-hmm. let's put it, you know, let's put it, let's say it how it is. I mean, it was in the 85th minute. This game was mm-hmm. basically over, but at least was... fans of this team, especially for the fans who made the trip down to Allianz, to have that kind of excitement, uh, excitement, a moment, you know, to see Paddleford get a goal that 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 was pretty thrilling. That was exciting. His first, obviously, and so yeah, re- at least there was a fun moment from this game we can talk about. Yeah, and there you go. That's that was nice. It was a nice yeah. you know, moment. At least we had the his goal excitement. and now we're down. Yeah. Yes, he excitement. was very excited. Yeah. Very excited. And of course, I think his his parents were there, his mom was I'm there, sure. and some yeah. brothers or whatever were there. And it was all like, hey, whatever. Which is great. Um, I think the crowd was very excited about it. Uh, they would have been more excited if Pookie scored a goal. Mm-hmm. I did mention on our street our our, our thread last night that uh if Pookie scored a goal during this game. You would have, you probably would have thought that we won the MLS Cup. I mean, that's <laughs> what would happen. Yeah. I swear to God, yeah. I'm confetti would have come down from the ceilings, the rafters. It would have been freaking nuts. Uh, yeah. People are waiting to go. We're waiting to go off on Pookie if he yeah. scores. He gave it a shot. I think the one one of them that you maybe touched on one of his what you said two or two or three uh, shots. One of them he kind of meg he megged a defender, but mm-hmm. I mean it was he didn't. I mean, the goalkeeper wasn't too challenged, but yeah, if that somehow would have went in or any of others, the other attempt that, yeah, the place would have lit up, I think, regardless of the score line at that point. So, so we get the goal. We're down by two. Of course, now we're trying to hurry, hurry, but then Austin comes back and it's uh Rigoni. Every time I see his name, I want to say Rigatoni because it looks <laughs> you just want to say Rigatoni, but sure. uh, Rigoni gets a goal to seal the deal in the uh, 90 plus fifth minute. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's the end yeah. of the game right there. It's four to one. I, I really believe this game was more of a two to one game. I don't think it was four to one. I think it was mm-hmm. two to one. Um, and uh, I think our expected goals in this game, I believe, was like, I think it was like halftime was like two. Or something like yeah, that. I don't know what that been. final was. Been. Maybe I'm pull up here in the, in the next 30 seconds or so. But it, it should have been. I mean, the way that the way that this game had started out, and it just, I mean, possession was 55-45. Yeah, expected goals for Minnesota 2.2. That I mean, that feels about right. But that expected goal was was at almost one and a half right around mm-hmm. halftime, mm-hmm. and so it it did jump up. Obviously, with Paddleford's goal, it jumped. But it was kind of coming up after that because I, I was going to say the best point of this game was the first 30 minutes. There were some significant chances, obviously, we mentioned them, mm-hmm. that made that expected goal goal to at least one. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It finishes at two Minnesota's expected yeah. goals. I, I guess that yeah. feels about right. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I just. What, what else can you say about this game other than it was a big letdown after last weekend's game? Uh Watching last weekend, getting a lot of scoring four goals last weekend, mm-hmm. um, and then come back and giving up four goals this weekend. You know, it's just it's troubling. And uh, I want to bring up the fact I mean, again, talked about this a couple weeks ago. I said they need to get at least nine points out of these next four games. We're now two games into those four games, we have three points. I really mm-hmm. thought the Austin game and the Houston games were our best chances or to get, you know, the next, you know, to get up to nine points. Um, and now we have to go to Houston. Mm-hmm. So on a short week, because it's we're playing Wednesday, 
Yeah. Uh, so fly down there for a short week, Houston, then come back up here to play LAFC on Saturday at LAS Field. I mean, it's, it, it sucks to be talking about that after a loss, but yeah, it, it, because of this, you know, letdown, it does sound, mm-hmm. it does seem substantially more difficult now. You know, if, if Minnesota was coming off back to back home victories, you know, maybe we're a bit more optimistic going down to Houston and, and, you know, we always knew LFC is a tough team to play, but maybe you're just feeling better now, now, okay. Short week, Houston coming back to face LAFC, at least it's at home, but yeah, it's, it's tough now. And yeah, I, I agree with you, Tony. I think they, they should be expecting, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say prior to this game, you would, ex- you should be expecting nine out of four, maybe games, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's a tough uh, road to plow here now, you know, in a short week. I mean, it's amazing because Houston or not Houston, sorry. Um, and, and, Austin came in the match at 26 points. We came in at 24. Uh, we would actually like jumped over Austin in the standings if we had won this damn game. Uh, yeah, very. But, I mean, it was a very similar situation mm-hmm. to where we were last weekend when mm-hmm. when we were behind Portland in the standings. But after the victory, you know, they jumped Portland. It would have been the same case here, and so they would have been above the playoff line had they won that game. So. It just, you know, it really makes it just now you're just putting added pressure onto the club the team, you know, to to they're going to feel it now, knowing that they really need to go down to Houston and get a result, you know. Well, let's talk about Houston because we should make our predictions for Houston and LFC because we have two games coming up. Um, I'll go first with Houston. I believe we go to Houston and I think Pookie starts. To tell you the truth, I really believe Pookie starts. Possibly because I we think we saw forty minutes from him. We saw forty minutes of him. He's back on the uh, sidelines on, on Wednesday. Pookie starts. Um, I believe we come out of Houston with a two to one victory, and I believe Pookie scores a goal in that game um, to make everybody go wow. crazy in Minnesota. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on that game? All right. Well. Man, I talked it up, but I—I I, normally I would default and say, "Oh, it's—it's—we're it's, going to Texas. It's going to be tough to win there." That you know, in the last couple of years, that—that's not necessarily true. They, there's there's been mixed results on our on our Texas trips. It feels like, um, but I don't know. I, I think I it'll be interesting to see Franco's status. I I wouldn't be too optimistic on him coming back, but you never know. Saying Ben, we don't know. Um, so there's a little, un- there's a few unknowns here, but I don't know. Houston, they haven't exactly been lighting up the world. I am going to agree with you that the loons are somehow going to find a way to win on the road. But, you know, they, they probably should have a couple matches ago. They still mm-hmm. have four MLS victories. It's not something that's too daunting to them. I don't think at least in this season. So yeah, I'm going to pick a, pick a win for the loons. I'll go one nil more of a what? boring midweek game. But uh, I would love to see Pookie score that one goal. <laughs> that would be yeah. great. Uh, LFC comes into town next Saturday. Dave and I will be there. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to totally. I don't. I don't feel good doing this. Uh, but I'm going to say it's a loss. LFC, and I think it's going to be a loss. I think we're going to get that beaten. I think it's going to be three nil. I think we're going to get blown out by LFC at Allianz because. It's just I we haven't been good at Allianz Field this year, and uh, and the fact that you and I are going to the first our first game <laughs> this year tells me we're not going to see a goal scored by the Loons, and we're pissed off the whole damn game. So that's why I'm fair. Like, I wish I kept kept track of our track record when we go to games together. I said to, we're we're okay. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, our, our if you know you look at the combined win loss record of the team when you and I are at a game together, it hasn't mm-hmm. been terrible. But um, yeah. I, I, so you're going to, you're going to go with that. I'm going to go with, I don't know. I'm going to go with two, two draw. Yeah. It's, 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 um, I think if, if Pookie doesn't start in Houston, I think he, I think it's fair to assume he would and against FC back home Mm -hmm. and not that he's going to be the savior. That's not what I'm suggesting, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it's nice. 
it'd be nice to have a, an attacking threat that, that teams mm-hmm. have to worry about alongside Reynoso. So yeah, two, two, we'll go two, two draw. Mm-hmm. But if, if that fold, if, if we can get four points out of these next two games, fantastic. I just, cause if we're sitting in a position where we're, we, we take, you know, two or less is going to have to feel disappointing, especially after this result mm-hmm. against Austin. Yeah. That's going to be very disappointing. All right. So that's enough of loons talk. We don't have any history. Connor's not around right now, so history there. But we do have one funny story to talk about before we get out of mm. here. And that is a roller coaster in Wisconsin, Dave. In Wisconsin. Mm. Now when you Dave first brought a roller coaster, I thought you were gonna talk. Was it was it out of no what's yeah, what? that was like the, South we were, Carolina, I believe. Was it yeah. yeah, I want to say South or North Carolina, that scary video yeah. of like the pillar yeah. like cracking. Pi- oh, that's what I thought it you were was, talking about. It was moving. It was moving. moving. Yeah, a huge yeah. massive crack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, huge massive crack. Then it's you know, it's south, they just put duct tape on it and said, Hey, let's go. <laughs> no, they actually they patched, they patched it. Yeah, uh, this is out of Wisconsin. Uh I think it was at the Forest County Festival in Crandon, Wisconsin. Hmm. Uh, never been there before. And uh, the oscillating fireball, which is the fireball is the one that goes uh, circular. That sounds, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it does not. It doesn't look good. I've never gone on it. Uh, hmm. The oscillating fireball is just sliding down for this vertical loop. When it stopped unexpectedly because of mechanical failure, according to a joint press release, Emergency personnel were dispatched to the scene within 15 minutes, but needed to request special equipment, including three ladder trucks from nearby towns to complete the rescue. One truck with capability of rising over 100 feet took approximately 45 minutes to arrive on the scene. Hmm. Uh, yeah, advisable crews, release, blah, blah, blah. The complexity operation meant the first of the passengers was not sitting back on solid ground until 3.20 p.m., roughly two hours after the ride had first gotten stuck. It took another hour and 40 minutes for all remaining pastors to be rescued. So these people were like pretty much upside down for mm. two to three hours on this vertical thing. Wow. Uh, yeah. This was crazy. Uh, this is just nuts. One of them, uh, their passengers, five passengers were, appeared to be children. One of them, a girl told rescuers to unstrap an older man first because he was visibly struggling and appeared to have passed out at one point. Well, yeah, he's... Yeah, upside down for a long period of time. So, um, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, this was oh, the, okay, Dave. This is this is in full just days after the 325 foot tall roller coaster in North Carolina was closed <laughs> for the ominous looking repairs. Visitors at the Carowinds Music Park reported seeing a fissure in one of the steel support beams, which caused the beam to shake and sway as cars took a sharp turn at top speed. Mm. So, uh, yeah, this is why I don't go on rides at uh, anywhere. This is one of the yeah, reasons I, why I don't, don't do that. I, I like roller coasters, but I I, I haven't yeah. been on one for a while now. For I think yeah. the last roller coaster I was on was that probably four or five years ago, and it was just the old uh, New York New York roller coaster in Vegas. But um, sure, sure, yeah, it's been a bad uh, couple of weeks for roller coasters. That's for sure. Now these high profile stories, New York New York roller coaster. I probably go on that because it's Vegas, right? And they spend yeah. a ton of money in Vegas to make sure everybody's safe. They don't want to have anything happen. So I'm sure like every day they've got somebody going around there going, okay, is there any cracks or fissures in the shit that could come undone and crash down in the pool below? No, there's not. <laughs> there's, so too, there's there's too many people looking out their windows, you know, because it goes right yeah. in front of the windows yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, I would like to think and assume that every amusement park in this country takes care, but clearly... I think we saw if we go back to that North Carolina coaster story. No, they didn't. That, no. that, that story is scary because yeah. I think we saw we were watching the news together. I think actually mm-hmm. and we saw somebody had had shown a photo from like at least a few days or a week ago where there was a small crack. And then obviously yeah. the footage that, be, that went viral was a massive, completely cracked and moving. Yeah. But yeah, even the small crack that should have been discovered like. <laughs> before it were so it is a little bit scary it's it's my like my nephew is a huge and when i say huge fan of roller coasters he's obsessed like he'll he knows every he'll he would know that roller coaster in north carolina before that incident because he's just like a fan of these roller coasters and knows everyone and like the best and sure. biggest and so yeah it definitely 
next time I go on, I'm not going to say I'm never going on a roller coaster again. I will. But next time I go on one, boy, I'm going to be thinking a little bit more than I maybe would well, have. Let's say I go on one. Next time I go on one, I'm going to be taking a video camera out and looking like all over the place. Like, is there any cracks I, around here? Anything I, mean, going I think on? we brought it up because I think it just the first thing I thought about, not maybe the hanging upside down, but that figure in North Carolina was the one of the i think it was a second final destination maybe third movie yeah. where yeah. that whole scenario starts from yeah. a exactly the same Crank. scenario yeah. and that and that's what you when you watch a movie like that you think oh that would only happen in the movies but seeing that cracked fissure like oh boy like if that had gone if that had gone undetected i don't know how it could but if it had gone undetected any longer you're literally could be in that same horrendous situation which is well you in that case with the one in North Carolina, not the one in Wisconsin, because Wisconsin one is obviously a county fair where these are just rides mm-hmm. brought in all over the they bring the you know the carnies and all that shit. That's those are scary anyways. Right. This one is an actual like it's like a valley fair type of place. Mm. Now you'd think they'd have people going out every day you checking would. these freaking rides. You would hope so. You would hope that, but, that they, they would do that before the park even opened in the day, obviously. So and you think it's something you think in this day and age, Dave. I mean, let's talk but like 20, 30 years ago, you probably didn't have the resources to put a camera everywhere to see things. Right. Good you point. think this day and age they have cameras everywhere to check those certain areas and be like, okay, we have a camera Good. facing this and this, point. right? And Good then you're point. checking so it every day. Yeah. You wouldn't even it would be in your your little control room and and yes, you'd still need to take a visual physical check, but yeah, you would certainly Something like that should pop up almost immediately. Camera, camera, camera. Because what what does it cost you to have twenty cameras looking at you know? I mean, yeah, you're right. Not 100%. much for an amusement park. I mean, we have them on all our freaking roadways. You know, we have the jam cams all over the metro, showing what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't. We these these amusement parks can't have that everywhere, showing yeah. what's going on with the rides. Right. Hello. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. um I'm, I'm glad I'm not a ride technician or a uh, anything I have to do with the amusement parks at this point because that just <laughs> rough stretch. Just mm-hmm. yeah, fortunately at least yeah, at least we can sit here and you know nobody between those two incidents is nobody was seriously injured. Uh, obviously, people were uncomfortable in Wisconsin mm-hmm. to say the least, but they were. Yeah, nobody got injured or worse. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly right. So um, yeah, before we get out of here. I mentioned again, Grand Hollers playing at uh, Alcott Park in Virginia on Tuesday. If you're in the area, go up and see them. They're great. Uh, Dave and I will be at the game next Saturday. Uh, say hi if you see us. Yeah. Say hi if you see us, if you know what we look like. Um, I'm sure some of you probably do. Um, and hopefully Connor will be there. We'll get to hook up with Connor uh, before the match, have a drink with him and maybe his dad. And uh, we don't know where we'll be sitting yet. Dave and I have no. not decided – where we're sitting at because we're 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 uh we're rogues when it comes to sitting mm-hmm. at uh all else field we sit you, in a different you, place you, all the time yeah i was just gonna say you might see us literally sitting anywhere in that stadium so mm-hmm. yeah we don't have specific places we like to sit we we set we set up high we set up we sat down low we sat up in suites uh we sat above the freaking uh beer hall before I mean, we've we've been everywhere in the stadium you know, um, should, should we give a little hint and, and say kind of basically the only place between the two of us, the only place we haven't sat in that stadium? Should we give a little hint? And... Well, there's two places we haven't sat. Oh, well, are you well, sure? Technically on each, well, each end, right? I've we sat, sat on each end. I've, I've been in the support section. That was, that's why You've I kind of said. Okay. That's why okay, I kind of said. Been, between, I be, that's what I meant. Between the two of us, I'd okay. say we've sat basically right. everywhere other than the, the uh, what is it, the field club? Well, no, we have sat in the field club, but not for an MLS. Or not for, yes, it was for a, so the, yeah. Between the two of us, the only place we haven't sat is kind of the other, the end opposite of the supporter section, Brew Hall Casuals, I guess. Section. Brew Hall Casuals, yes. So we'll probably be sitting in the Brew Hall Casuals section on Saturday. Well, now Potentially. that we now that we revealed it, and this podcast will probably yep. come out either tomorrow or Tuesday, everybody's yep. going to go soak up those tickets and there won't be anything available for a decent price. Probably not. That's fine. Tomorrow. <laughs> but we'll probably we'll probably be over there. We'll you'll find us at the beer hall anyways. I mean, that's just yeah, that's where we'll be, for, you know. For sure. For sure. But where else would we be? To it. Weather's yeah. look, the weather looks good for the next week 
plus. So looks great. I think it'll be looks great. another beautiful Saturday night to be at a game. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'll be wearing my uh, midnight uh, black or midnight edition jersey uh, for that game. I'll, I'll probably go with the Which, uh, the opposite river kit. Maybe there you go, river kit. There you go. Get I guess out. I want to break out the uh, I think the twenty seventeen white. No, I could. I could bring out my 2017 white, too. I mean, that's, yeah, you could do that. Totally. I do um, like that jersey. I really do. It's, it's clean do. and simple. No yeah. complaint. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be there next Saturday. Um, so, again, if you see us, tell us you listen to the podcast, and maybe we'll give you a beer. I don't know. If I'm... You've been known to do that before. So. We have been known to do that before. And if I've had, if I've had a couple, then I probably will. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh yeah, anything else, Dave, you want to say before we get out of here? No, no, I don't think so. I think we covered it. Uh, disappointing loss, but hey, let's let's look forward and be optimistic going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully next week, uh, Dave will be back. Uh, we'll make sure he's not drinking with his neighbors next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we might have to yeah, start well, doing this podcast. We, we like need earlier. him because, like, you know, it, uh, you know, just in case you and I don't have the time to go back, and hopefully we will, but if we don't have the yeah. chance to go back and rewatch the match, we're going to need David, you know, for mm -hmm. his insights and technical analysis of the game. So yeah. hopefully it'll be three uh, or four of us. Exactly right. So hopefully. Uh, so for myself, Tony, and for Dave, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons.